Welcome to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupkin, and let the games begin. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Fun and Games Podcast. It is good to have you here, and happy Wednesday. How is everybody doing? Today's podcast guest is the one and the only Meg Squats. I am so excited for you to be able to hear from her, from her expertise. If you don't know, Meg Squats is a certified personal trainer. She is certified in pre and postnatal. She is also a pregnancy and postpartum corrective exercise specialist and a USA powerlifting club coach. Meg has a lot of experience in this field and I'm so excited to be able to sit down and chat with her through her experience, how it's been, how she started, some tips and tricks she has as a personal trainer, as a coach talking about prenatal, postnatal training since she is a bit of an expert in that field. And also she has her own supplement company and is a successful businesswoman. She is also a mom, which I think is absolutely incredible and a content creator. So she has an amazing YouTube channel with a ton of free helpful tips and resources. We are so fortunate to be able to have her on the podcast and hear from Meg. But before we get into the interview, it is time to do the fun and gains segment of the podcast and I'll say the fun of my last week was going to the MSU game. Honestly, I don't know what it is. I have so much school pride for Darian's grad school. It has been such an amazing whirlwind being able to support him and watch him go through school. It is extremely difficult and rigorous and I know it can be really hard some days if you yourself are going through school and in school college right now or even grad school or in a difficult profession. Some days you just wake up and you're like, why am I doing this? It's so hard. You can get down on yourself a lot of times and to see Darian push through and have some really big wins, I'm always just so happy and proud of him. So going to his school and being able to go to a football game, it was so much fun. You guys, I was walking around MSU like, okay, I miss college so much. I miss the energy, the vibes, the fun. It was a blast. MSU did absolutely terrible. They did not even score a point till the very, very end of the game. I don't even know if they made it more than 30 yards the entire game, except for at the very end. They totally got beaten, but it was so much fun. We went with a bunch of friends. Vinny had a blast and truly it was just a very surreal moment of how grateful we are for where we are and being able to enjoy living in Michigan where when we first moved here, we just did not know how we felt about it. We were not the biggest fans, but now we absolutely love it. We are so fortunate and grateful to be living here and to be experiencing everything that we are. So so it was a full circle moment. It's also just really rewarding to be able to share these experiences with Vinny But that's kind of the fun and game segment of this podcast. Let's now go into our review for the week. This one is from Lizzie A. It says, seriously, the best podcast hands down. I've been following Brittany Lupton since 2018 when she tried her juice cleanse and passed out on her brand new toilet, LOL. No, but seriously, Brittany is the literal best. I always listen to her podcast when I go on my hot mom walk with my baby. She is the only podcast I consistently re-listen to again and again. I'm frequently learning something new and I come from a science background and it's nice to hear her break down things in a way that makes so much sense with the why behind it. She motivates me to keep pushing through even on my off days. Seriously, give this podcast a shot. You won't regret it. Then go subscribe to her YouTube and Instagram. Her recipes are great. My husband has loved them all. 
I love her mom content too. I have a 16 month old and her videos have helped me be more gentle on myself through my postpartum journey. I'm now in better shape than I was when I got pregnant and I keep showing up for myself even when the schedule doesn't go to plan. If you want to learn something and become a healthier version of yourself, seriously, give her podcast and content a chance. I guarantee you won't regret it. Well, Liz A, I am so grateful for your review. Thank you so much. I am honestly really touched by this podcast review. This is, wow, another full circle moment. I guess that's just kind of the theme of the beginning of this, a true full circle moment because honestly, I remember the juice cleanse video, you guys. I do not believe in juice cleanses whatsoever. And I even state that in this YouTube video. I was just sent this and I was like, oh, let me try to drink these. Absolutely did not work. I totally passed out and I almost had to be hospitalized. So that was fun. Darian, oh my gosh, that video, don't watch it. Don't even go to my YouTube channel and try to find it. Let me just say that it was ridiculous. And they were installing the new toilets that day and they were extremely tall. So my feet didn't even reach the ground. Bro, that was so wild. Now that I'm freaking thinking about it, that was such a wild YouTube video. Like, why did I share that? I cannot with myself, but don't even go to YouTube. Don't even try to find that video. You do not want to watch it, but that's so freaking funny. (laughs) I forgot about that, man. Yeah, no, I do not do well with juices at all. Like, I hate them. I don't understand how people can, like, take ginger shots and all that. Like, y'all are something else. Y'all are made of something else. Just props to you like even at the Whitney Simmons event they had like little juices to try and I literally took the smallest sip and I was like absolutely not that absolutely not but then they had a really sweet and yummy juice and I was like yeah this one I can vibe with like this one's good but anyways I love this review I love that you've been here from day one a one thank you so much for the amazing endorsement recommendation I love you so much and I love everybody I love you even if you haven't left a podcast review you're the best. All right, let's now hop into today's episode. Again, with Meg Squats, we're going to hear her break down kind of her background, what's going on, how she got started, and just learn more about her, which I'm very thrilled to have this conversation because I have followed Meg for quite some time, maybe four years ago. And I was like, wow, this is a female in the industry that isn't afraid of being strong. She isn't afraid of lifting weights and helping encourage other women to do the same thing. And I just really relate and vibe with that so much. She's such a light in this community. So let's welcome Meg Squats to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Meg Squats. What's up? Say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. So hi. So you have been popping up on my For You page everywhere on TikTok. And I was like, this is my, this is my in. We've, we've got to make this happen. That makes me excited because sometimes on TikTok, I don't know what the <laughs> heck I'm posting. <laughs> TikTok, who knows what's going on with TikTok? It's always kind of crazy. So I was so excited you accepted the invite to come on the podcast because I know everybody's going to be geeking and fangirling just like I am. So this is going to be, no, seriously, this is going to be amazing. And again, thank you so much for accepting the invite. If people don't know who you are, go ahead and give a little introduction of yourself. Sure. My name's Meg. Um, First of all, I'm a certified personal trainer and I do have some specialties. So I really do focus on strength. I'm a former power lifter. So I've coached other power lifters. I've helped people get to like their first meet. I've helped people get to national meets and beyond. And um, yeah, so I've kind of touched every sort of athlete from like someone just straight out to someone dominating. 
So, you know, I always focus on strength and the compound movements. I love helping people get really efficient and have some fun with getting strong. Um, I also have like pre and postpartum training specialties. I loved studying when I myself was pregnant and had my baby. Um, so I love helping people navigate their own pregnancies and finding a balance between the strength that they're doing in the gym and preparing for being pregnant, preparing for birth, preparing for labor. That's really fun. And then, you know, recovering after. So I do focus on strength, but I have those kind of specialties. Um, I love, I create content. I help people for free too. So you can check out my videos if you ever have questions on, you know, some of those things that I discuss. If you're interested in starting to take your strength more seriously or get back into it, I make videos that touch on all of that. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, your YouTube channel is phenomenal. I think I first found you, it was like four years ago, you did a video on, well, I've watched your pull-up, like how to get your first pull-up, right? Love that you did that. Such a basic movement that if you are lifting, a pull-up is so challenging. It's like something that if you don't train for, you know, you've got to just practice it. So I love, love that. No matter how much you can deadlift, like, can you do a pull-up? That's like the yes. ultimate. <laughs> so it's I empowering that. when you finally get that. So that's my favorite thing when people say, oh, you made you help me get my first pull up. I'm always like, yes, that's yeah. my goal. That's exactly what I know. That feeling of getting the first one is like nothing else. So that makes me so happy when people say they've watched that or it's helped them in some way. For sure. And I just I love all of your content because I feel like you are a huge light in the community, especially for women of introducing strength training for a lot of people, helping it be less intimidating, encouraging women to focus on strength and those kinds of goals. I, I love that. So I appreciate that. And I, if you haven't checked her out, everybody needs to go and just check out her content. It's awesome. And Thank I love, you. I love that you train people in such a wide variety as well. I didn't know that. I didn't know mm -hmm. how people yeah. compete in such. Oh yes. Yeah. So now I've, done more general strength training I like to call so I have a program called stronger by the day and I like to call that my like off-season power lifter program or it could be for anyone who's just interested in basically training squat bench deadlift and overhead press um and focusing on those compound movements so um yeah we don't we don't take people to meets as much anymore. Um, and we don't do as much one-on-one -on -one training, but that was really where we started. I say we, my partner, my husband and I run everything together. Um, so yeah, we've had really cool experiences taking some really well-known national lifters to the Arnold and competing at like some of the highest levels in the world, which is, is awesome to be able to say that you've been a part of someone who's an amazing athlete's journey, even if it's, you know, just supporting them in whatever ways you can. They're doing all the hard work, but we're just making yeah. sure that they get there on time and they're ready to do their thing. <laughs> Show up on time, please. No, that's awesome. Yes. I think that's so cool. I had, I had no idea. So that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. How did you initially get into fitness then? Where did this all kind of start for you? Um, well, I first started with CrossFit. That's my first time lifting weights and all of my initial fitness goals were new year's resolutions. So I had a new year's resolution to start CrossFit and I love CrossFit. So then the next year, my new year's resolution was to do a bodybuilding show. Did I love that that much? No, not the dieting, but <laughs> it was an experience. <laughs> and then, you know, there's many stories in that experience, but, um, 
I loved strength training and I loved getting stronger and I loved lifting with my friends and just having a good time in the gym. That's, that's really where my social circle of other people who were into what I was doing began. Um, and you know, as I was going through all these things, I eventually found powerlifting and I started when I found powerlifting, I started sharing some of my experience on YouTube and, you know, people kept asking me questions that I could answer, but I wasn't certified to answer. <laughs> so yep. I started getting certifications and falling in love with studying what I was doing and understanding the why behind what I was doing was working and then began creating more content to help other people learn from then someone who was a personal trainer, sharing that with them and sharing that on, on social media too. So Um, that's when I started coaching and then taking on those one-on-one clients. And, um, yeah, it started just with power lifters and helping them get to like their first meet a lot of times. And that was really rewarding and awesome to get to mostly we were working together online, sometimes in the gym, but then when you got to like be there for their meets, that's the best when you see someone like accomplishing their first meet. Um, and I just fell in love with coaching and helping people, um, and all the while doing, making YouTube videos and understanding what the needs of my clients were and how could I share this with a wider audience um, so that one day people who are in, the, in their shoes, however long from now, don't necessarily need a coach to get them to the next step. I love that because you're taking questions that you're getting all the time from people that you're personally coaching and being able to produce that for free for so many people to also learn and benefit from. So that's good on you. Yeah. Well, it's nice. Cause then, you know, if one person is asking it, then, you know, someone else is going to have that question out there. Yeah. So it's a, it's an easy way to have ideas on what videos to make. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, it's true. Never- <laughs> it's always hard to come up with content ideas. So answering people's genuine questions is awesome. And I feel like it's a good introduction for them. So how do you feel like your training as changed over the years though. Cause you said, you know, you started CrossFit, which is awesome. You've done bodybuilding, you've done it all powerlifting, <laughs> coaching. And I guess, do you have a favorite? And then more specifically, if those of you who don't know, I know you mentioned earlier that you had a baby. How did it also change kind of during pregnancy and postpartum and all of that? I know that's a loaded question, but yeah, <laughs> well, I've, I've always been focused on strength. And I think the feelings that I had whenever I reached another strength milestone or got like a skill of being able to do my first pull-up, that was something that I couldn't find anywhere else. And now I think I have more better systems for like feeling more motivated and like feeling achievement outside of the gym. But at the time when I was, you know, figuring a lot of things out in my personal life and in my career, Um, the gym was the only thing that made me feel like, oh, I did that. Like I worked for something and I did that. And it took a while for the other facets of my life to kind of catch up to that. That's why I like the gym so much is because it's, you can see it on paper. Most of the time you see it like in your notes app or you see (laughs) wherever you're recording your progress, you can see that very clearly. And it is hard to see that elsewhere in your life, whether it be in your relationships or in work maybe the progression isn't as quick as the gym progression. But for me, it was the first step in taking control over my life and understanding like, Oh, I have something, I have something to say about what happens to me and what, (laughs) what I am in control of. So 
I loved what strength did for me as far as motivating me and helping me build skills and helping me understand what control I had over not only my body, but over my happiness. So that's my woo woo (laughs) approach. Um, But I think that lesson made it so that strength always was the priority because it was so motivational for me personally. So, um, you know, once, you know, I've, I've had, that's probably why powerlifting stuck because it was so focused on the strength. It, unlike bodybuilding, it wasn't really focused on how I looked. Unlike CrossFit, it was a more narrow scope. So I didn't have to be amazing at like a million things. I just had to be really good at three things, <laughs> um, yeah. which is the squat bench and deadlift. If you didn't know in powerlifting, it's, you know, a competition, whoever can lift the most weight, basically they win. Um, so that focus was something that I appreciated. And, um, yeah, obviously when I got pregnant, I was planning to get pregnant. So I knew that, um, my powerlifting was going to take a back seat. And even before then I, you know, was able to step away from the sport while still enjoy the, my own personal goals without needing to go to a meet and compete against other people. So that was a shift that was welcome, just taking a break from the sport of competing and sort of just having fun in the gym again. Um, And then when I got pregnant, it was this, I had time to learn what I needed to do. And I, oh my God, I love, I love learning about strength and fitness and the science behind everything, but prenatal training, training and postpartum, that is so much more fascinating to me. And maybe it was just because I was personally going through it at the time, but I loved all of my certifications that I took and I loved diving into the science and the studies that have been done, the very few studies that have been done. I know to, there's <laughs> to not help much people. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that was kind of an opportunity for me to really dive into not only the education side, but dive into the training for myself and and really try to do what I could to maintain some control. Not that you have much control when you're pregnant and in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, it's it's always been focused on strength and just with a shift in basically mindset and what does strength mean to me at this time in my life. So, so yeah. Yeah, I I relate because during my pregnancy, it kind of went from always pushing for new PRs, new strength to, okay, let's just kind of make it healthy. You can still push your body, which is something that I didn't even know before I started studying, you know, exercising prenatal, postnatal, all of that, that I, I was like, oh, do you have to go on bed rest when you're pregnant? Cause you know, you don't <laughs> see many pregnant women working out ever. So when I was talking to my doctor and everything, they're like, no, if you, are, your body is so used to these movements, why would you stop that? You don't need to stop mm-hmm. exercising. It's actually really beneficial. So I'd love to ask what type of courses and certification did you take? And then let's talk more about it. If you're a science nerd behind the mechanics of everything, yeah. like, if you want to talk about, let's do it. I, I love yeah. it. And I know a lot of people would love to hear it too. And it'd give a lot of comfort to me. It was always nice to see somebody a little step ahead. You know, they, oh, they've already gone through pregnancy and they were able to exercise. So to hear maybe even breaking a little bit of myths around that, like mm-hmm. let, let's unpack it if you want to. Yeah. Of course. Oh God. I love, I love talking about it. So I took, um, I first, I wanted to get a general, uh, strength certification that was focused in pregnancy. So I went with 
Girls Gone Strong, they have, it's called a CPPC. So it's a certified pre and postnatal coach. Awesome certification. I'm biased because my friend owns Girls Gone Strong, okay. um, but she's a, she's unbelievable. Her name's Molly Galbraith and she just does a lot of great work in the strength community just in general and a lot for women obviously girls gone strong it's in the name um but i love that if anybody if there's any personal trainers who are listening and they want to dive into some of this stuff um that's a great place to start um so i have that certification and then i loved learning about the pelvic floor i loved learning about modifications that we want to make and i wanted to learn a little bit more specifically about that so I took a secondary course. It's called, um, it's with Sarah Duval, and she is a pelvic floor physical therapist. Super, super smart woman to follow on social media, whether or not you do her course or whether or not you're interested in getting into everything that she talks about. Um, but she has a course, course called, um, it's a corrective exercise specialist for pre and postpartum. Um, and you learn a ton about pelvic floor. You learn a ton about what, practical application you can take to someone who's experiencing back pain pre or postpartum. Um, yeah, she dives into so much. And I felt like that was, she helped me understand the um, anatomy a lot more deeper than the general certification did, which is what I was exactly what I was looking for. Um, and yeah, I just loved both of those courses. So yeah, that's what I took. And um, as far as what to know, um, there are some people who are prescribed bed rest because mm -hmm. they have complicated pregnancies. So, you know, it is dependent on, you know, our recommendations that we maybe had or went through or might suggest for the average person or an uncomplicated pregnancy would be different. Mm -hmm. So it does depend on your pregnancy, prior pregnancies, any risks that you might have. But Generally speaking, for uncomplicated pregnancies, um, exercise is recommended. Strength training is recommended, especially because your body's going to go through so many changes. There's going to be a baby in front of you. <laughs> and so if you hold your baby 24 hours a day, um, you're going to experience some postural changes. Of course, your pelvic floor is taking a beating for lack of a better term. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so there you want to stay strong. And so strength training is recommended. Cardio is recommended. Um, there are some adjustments as far as like when um, when you're lifting, intra-abdominal pressure is increased. And it's something to just keep in mind as you're growing, your abs will separate and your linea alba will stretch. Your linea alba is basically the tissue that holds your six-pack muscles together. So if you can imagine that. And those will separate as the baby grows. And... Um, postpartum, you might have some looseness. It's super common. Everyone will experience that separation during pregnancy. Um, and how you recover has a lot to do with your core control, how much pressure maybe you put against that linea alba during pregnancy, and what you can do to bring those rectus abdominis back together and increase the tension of that linea alba that was stretched. So that's like you know, there's a lot more things that happen during pregnancy, but those are just some of the things that you might want to be considerate of during pregnancy, whether that means exercise modifications. One of the biggest changes that I went through was instead of trying to increase that intra-abdominal pressure, like you would do um, before a heavy squat or something, you kind of hold your breath, try to tighten your core, make sure that you're staying in the same space and your spine is not moving under the lift. 
you actually don't want to do that during pregnancy. You might instead want to control your breath. So you're not increasing the pressure, you're still able to lift. So pressure is inevitably going to change as you're like lifting weight. Um, but you don't necessarily want to hold that pressure in. you want to like breathe through the lift. And then you want to connect the pelvic floor with that breathing. So there's lots of moving parts. Um, I swear, once you get the like, breathing down, that's most of it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to scare anyone and make you no. think that there's a ton to learn. But honestly, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to like, it's a new challenge. If you're someone who's already in the gym and you're already so focused on like lifting, it's just a different thing to conquer and different thing to learn about. Um, once you get it, like, it's fine. It's just like normal lifting. You just breathe a little bit differently. Yeah. You just have slightly different focus. Um, but yeah, you can lift heavy as heck. Let's go. I love that. I love that encouragement. And I, I think it's so interesting because I just did a core program and how, as I was studying all the muscles in the core, how related your pelvic floor is directly to that. And it's like, especially if you're considering having a baby or even if you're not, how important it is to work on your pelvic floor muscles when you are a female. I want to check out these courses for sure. I already have a oh, pre yeah. and postnatal, but these sound so much more in depth. And my husband, he's in CRNA school. So he's always around anatomy and learning everything. He does anesthesia. And oh, cool. yeah, so he's in that. We school love right now. him. Oh, we love him. <laughs> I'm we are always talking about science together and just the anatomy and how like mechanics work and everything. I'm very passionate about it too. So to hear you talk about this, I'm like, I definitely want to check these courses out and just figure out more and just continue to further education because I feel like especially as you have a social media platform, the least you can do is provide the most beneficial content to mm -hmm. a wide variety of people. So for me, I sincerely appreciate the research and this time and effort you have taken into putting out quality content for the masses. So thank you. Oh, thank you. No, it's, I don't want to say it's selfish, but I have fun doing it. And I yeah. love talking about a lot of this stuff. And, you know, whenever the last thing I want to do is, hmm, I don't ever want to steer my audience wrong. So anytime I am asked a question, I mean, I'm a professional, right? So I want to make sure I have done the work in order to best point them in the right direction if it's if I'm not the specialist to help them. Um, so even if, you know, I'm not a pelvic floor physical therapist, mm -hmm. but I do understand when to refer out and when a problem is kind of beyond my scope. So, you know, that's, and I'm an, I don't want to say I'm a nerd because <laughs> I, I know true nerds and uh, um, my husband is a, he's a finance nerd. So yeah, I'm not that nerdy, but I do love discussing things and I love, I love helping people. Um, and when, you know, you become, there's so few people discussing um, the modifications that you might need to make when you're trying to get super strong and also cook a baby at the same time. So <laughs> it's, it's nice to connect all the dots for people. And, and hopefully with, with my platform, I can highlight the experts in the field so that my viewers know who to look for. Exactly. I also agree. I'm always trying to refer people, especially even when it comes to nutrition, there's a lot of things out of a personal trainer's scope where you can get, you know, nutrition, you have a nutrition like coaching cert, right? Yeah. 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 So I have the precision nutrition L1. 
um, which that's another one. I mean, if anybody has ever heard of John Berardi, this guy is unbelievable. Um, and he is the founder, uh, one of the founders of Precision Nutrition. And they have a really great um, certification program that's great for personal trainers. And it is a great place to yeah understand your scope. And when questions are questions or requests from people who want your help are out of your scope and, and where can you point them to? Um, the idea, and sometimes this gets kind of twisted on social media. When you have a client, you never want to give them a referral and say, bye, see ya. There's your referral. You want to hopefully work with them and connect personal trainer and your scope, what you can do with their provider if you're dealing with a pregnant client how can you open up communication between all the experts because as we know our doctors are capable of doing many things saving our lives and delivering our healthy babies and helping us if should anything happen they might not be as qualified in what you're going to do in the gym while you're pregnant hopefully they have a good basis of understanding but that's not necessarily their expertise so if you can connect your provider with your specialist with your personal trainer who's going to see the client on a daily basis or at least mm -hmm. three times a week i mean even through pregnancy you're only seeing your doctor i mean at the very end once every two weeks, your personal trainer, if you're working with someone, you're seeing them several times a week. So it's great to have open communication um, and, you know, keep exploring. How can you further help people and how can you change their lives? Cause that's why they're, they're here to see you. That's great. Have open communication between everybody. I think that's so smart though. Let me ask you another question. You have started your own supplement company. Okay. And funny story. Let me tell you. So I was at the Arnold with PE science and I think your booth was kind of kitty corner to ours. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think that's Meg squats. I was like, I want to go <laughs> say hi. Your line was so long. I was like, I can't leave my booth for so long. <laughs> I was like, maybe another time I'll just look in and admire from afar. So that's well, fantastic. Now that, now that we're BFFs, I won't say you can cut the line, but <laughs> We'll do a little, I'll come, we'll come meet you elsewhere next year. Cause I will be there next year. If anybody's from Ohio. Um, yes, I do remember that. Um, I do remember seeing the PE science booth and I was wondering like who was going to be there. So now that next time I see that, I know maybe you'll be around. Maybe. Um, yeah. So we started our supplement company. She's kind of like our pandemic baby before our real baby. And, um, <laughs> and yes, I, I was ready for a challenge. I was interested in supplements. I mean, I've taken supplements for 10 years now and I've worked with many supplement companies and I've worked with great brands. I've worked with huge brands. Um, I've worked with distri huge distributors and, you know, even through all of that and being exposed and working with so many different people, I never felt like there was the brand that was like speaking to me and speaking to my audience, you know, um, it always felt like there were brands who were hyper-masculine and then they just had female athletes. Yeah. And then there were brands who were hyper-feminine and I didn't feel like that was me either. Yeah. I mean, I can be, I can be very, I can put a pair of heels on and stuff, but you know, when I'm in the gym, I'm serious, but I'm having fun. 
I'm, I'm a badass one second. And then the next second, I'm just like, yay, you know? <laughs> um, so it is a, you know, I'm unique and I know my audience is unique in that way too. And that's sort of a reflection of how the fitness industry has changed. Um, I never felt like there was someone speaking directly to female athletes and supplements were something that, you know, they weren't created for female athletes in mind. So I wanted to create a brand that was like, the products are made for women who are getting strong and who are interested in getting strong. I never want to create a product that is going to target at your insecurities. So there are some products that we don't do. Um, and I wanted to highlight female strength athletes because, you know, this is my third business that I've created. And with creating a brand and having a voice, a larger voice that's beyond me, it gives you the opportunity to take some of the money that you make from revenue and put that towards people that you believe in, to work with people that you believe in, to sponsor athletes who might be getting overlooked by some of the other brands that are out there. And so I wanted to really provide, honestly, monetary support to female athletes in the powerlifting space who I knew weren't getting it. Um, yeah, so a huge part. Yeah, that was a huge part of what I wanted to do. Because these are people that I look up to. And they're people like, I look up to them, but maybe my reach on social at the very least is larger. And so it's like, how can I highlight the people that are like doing amazing things in the sport? How can I highlight the people who are breaking world records? Let's go. Yeah. So, so that was sort of, you know, I'm always thinking about how can I do something bigger than just me and how can I be involved in, in more people's lives and make a bigger impact. And definitely Buff Chick is a step in that direction. There's lots of work to do and we're still working hard at, um, you know, creating a bigger impact, but, um, that's, that's the reason why I started the brand. Um, and yeah, buff check supplements is my brand. If anybody wants to check us out, check them out. I think that's amazing. I love that you said you want to highlight the people who you feel like maybe are getting overshadowed or don't feel like they have a place when it comes to supplements, because I see the same thing you do about there are a lot of hyper-masculine supplement brands and then the really, really feminine ones. A lot of companies promote products that do kind of hinder on females' insecurities, which I also don't agree with. So it's hard. It is hard to find a supplement brand that you really align with. And I love that you just took initiative and you made that yourself. So that's fantastic. What kind of products do you have right now with Buff Chick? Yeah. So we've had a few years to build out our line. So of course we have the usual suspects. We have pre-workout, we have suspects. a non, yeah, the usuals. <laughs> so pre-workout, a non-caffeinated pre-workout. That's what I take in the mm-hmm. afternoons. I recently stopped breastfeeding. So <gasps> I'm a free, I'm a free woman. She's <laughs> a free woman. Yes. So now I'm opened up to, I was just kind of playing a more on the cautious end. Of course, if anybody listening has questions as to what supplements they can take while nursing, check with your doctor, your pediatrician, um, run those things by them. But, um, so yeah, we have pre and pump, which now I can take. Um, we have a green supplement, a red supplement. We have protein. Of course we have vegan protein. Lots of our products are already just inherently vegan. Um, so if you're a vegan listener, then you can check them out. We have a really cool product called flourish and the ingredients in this are all 
shown in many studies to alleviate symptoms of PMS. So one of the actives is chaseberry. Um, if you guys wanted to just look more into that ingredient, um, chaseberry has awesome, like really cool research on um, showing how it affects people with severe PMS symptoms. And um, for us, you know, we, that was one of the first products that we launched and people were a little confused by it. Like, Oh, this isn't really a performance supplement. And I'm like, dude, having a period, like whether it's psychologically or physically, it affects your training and it affects how motivated you are to get into the gym. Maybe your consistency with getting into the gym. So if there's any way we can help, (laughs) um, with a product that is shown to, help with a lot of those symptoms. So things like irritability, fatigue, bloating, um, and many more irritability is the big thing. Like I'm (laughs) irritable when I'm, you know, so yeah, a little bit more hangry, um, irritable in a little bit of pain, you know, (laughs) exactly. So yeah, if there's anything that you can take to kind of, you know, that's like, could be 25% of your sessions are in a month are affected by your period. So yeah, that is a really cool product that we're excited about. And of course we have creatine. Um, okay. Your thoughts on creatine real quick, your thoughts on creatine. Oh, people are always asking. Yeah. (laughs) They ask it that way. Like, what are your thoughts on creatine? And I'm always like, well, it doesn't matter what my thoughts on it are. What matters is that there is a lot of research in support of everyone taking creatine, especially everyone who is lifting weights, interested in building strength and building muscle. And usually if you're someone who's, um, let's say you're on a fat loss journey, if you build muscle that will support your fat loss journey. So, um, yes, that's why it's like, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. What matters is that there's research that shows that this is a supplement that you want to (laughs) take. So it's, it's kind of a cool way of saying like, my opinion on this is that, yes, you should take it, but that's irrelevant because it's already <laughs> proven that you should take it. Yeah. So, one of the, one of the most studied supplements out there. So exactly, that's fantastic. Exactly. And I always, if there are ever any questions about supplements or if they seem confusing to people, I always recommend people check out examine.com and this website Cause it's, it can be intimidating when you look at a supplement facts panel, even, even ours, like you look at the ingredients and we try to clear up what ingredients are and why they're in this product for you on our website, but it can still, you still see like, okay, citrulline malate, like what the heck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can just pop in a lot of those ingredients. If you're curious into examine.com, they're not affiliated with my supplement company. They're not affiliated or like third-party funded by any supplement company. They're completely independent. And you can just search ingredients or full-on supplements, and they will break down in super easy to understand terms what this does for you. They'll also lay out all their research and like they kind of have like an effect matrix. So you can kind of see like, okay, this effect is notable. There's a high probability that you're going to experience this effect and super interesting. It's kind of, it can be kind of nerdy, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> if you're ever confused by something like creatine, that's a great resource. And you know that, oh, it's not just a brand trying to sell me. It's a third party. They're not affiliated with anyone. They're not selling me anything. Um, you can pop it in there and you know, you know what you're getting into um, and you can kind of increase your, your knowledge. One of the things that we wanted to do with the brand was help, help do that too and help people understand why you should take this or why you might not want to take this. Um, and I feel, feel like with our marketing, you can kind of educate 
your client base or educate your potential client base on whether to buy your products or whether to skip your products. Yes. I love that. I love that. It's almost like you said, education forward, where if people have enough education or if they're just well-educated on what something is, then they can make their own decision of whether it suits them or not, instead of trying to just push and push a product on someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, hang out with friends, go out? I feel like a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, well, time for what? If our time was unlimited, how would we use it? What would be the best way to squeeze in that special thing into your schedule that is so important to you and make that a priority? Well, therapy can help you find what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I know that therapy can be extremely beneficial. Just have another person to talk to, talk through things, get to the bottom of feelings that we might not know that we're having, and it can lead us to feel empowered to be the best version of ourselves. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Brit. You said that this was your third business that you started. What other businesses yes. have you started? So your training, my, right? Yes. My training business was first. Um, and now the, the biggest, like my star product is my app, which is called stronger by the day. And so that's all of my training. Um, we have some nutrition options in there, kind of like an education course, um, to help, help people understand how to kind of master their habits. One course is called habit hacker. (laughs) And then another is called macro mastery. And that is a little bit more advanced and kind of teaches the basics of doing things like counting macros, things like meal timing, all of that. Um, and then we have another company called, we're actually going through a rebrand. So we're going to rename, we're going to rename this company. Um, and we have the name already, but we have, we're going to launch in January, I believe. And so, um, I have that company is formerly known as strong, strong supply. And as you can see, I don't love the name. So that's why we're kind of going through a rebrand. Um, but that company, we sell kind of uh, lifting support for power lifters and weightlifters. A lot of our products um, are worn by Olympic world champions um, in the sport of weightlifting. So to compare weightlifting and powerlifting, um, weightlifting is the one on the Olympics where they're throwing the bar over their head with the snatch and the cleaninger. So... I don't do that sport. It's much more athletic than what I'm capable of, (laughs) but, um, our products, however, are worn by some of the best lifters in the world. So, um, I'm excited to rebrand that and kind of, you know, I just saw what we did with buff chick and the branding is very clear. It's very clear who, even in the name, like this is for, this is for the buff chicks y'all. And so I think we can recreate some of that success as far as the marketing goes. Um, so that we can better reach to female strength athletes again, which is, you know, who we are most passionate about helping and highlighting. Um, so I think we can do that with my second baby. I call strong, strong supply, my bastard child, because (laughs) 
she hasn't gotten the the support that she the deserves. love and attention <laughs> exactly but I think with the rebrand will be really cool because I want to keep working it's cool because so many weightlifters love our products and that is not a sport that I I've dabbled but I don't <laughs> I'm not good at it um so it's cool to open up to that part of the community um of the strength world and it's it's nice because then I can be a little bit more removed from it and kind of work on the business rather than being the supermodel that I am for the other companies. <laughs> oh, the yes, the model, the hired talent yourself. <laughs> that is so cool. What a cool thing to dabble in. You know, you even get a crossover to weightlifting. Go ahead and name drop. Can you can you name drop some people who weigh your things? Oh yeah. If people are into weight weightlifting, let's hear it. Yeah. So Sarah Robles, who I believe I know that she in the last Olympic quad she won a medal I don't remember which one it was but, but a medalist she is an Olympic medalist Fantastic. I believe I believe she got a bronze hold on now I have to look it up google it no Sarah one needs Robles, to know <laughs> she is um bronze medal wow and she's a bronze Olympic medalist in 2020, she got another bronze. So she has multiple bronze medals. Wow. Does she have a silver too? Anyway, but it's really <laughs> cool to see her wearing our, she wears our Cali rolls, which are like a knee support for weightlifters. Um, any, anybody general lifter can wear them, but it's awesome to see like the Olympic rings behind her and like, oh, she's uh, wearing her product. How yeah, cool are, is that? Are you kidding me? What a pinch me moment. That would be, wow. I'm in yeah. awe. That's fantastic. Good yes. So so that's always like a cool thing to be, you know, you're supporting lifters, yeah. <laughs> even if it's just by wearing your product. Um, and that business, I'm excited to rebrand because, um, you know, I, I always tell this story, but one time I had a friend over and she saw one of our kind of prototypes that we were working on, a product that hadn't quite been launched yet. And she saw it and she was like, oh, that makes me want to go lift right now. And I'm like, yes, that's the reaction that I want when people, you know, either get their package or they see their gear out for the next day of training. Like I want them to have that feeling like I'm suited. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to be strong. <laughs> like Locked I want them loaded. to feel that. Exactly. Yeah. That is so, oh, I'm totally that way. Anytime I get a new outfit or any new shoe or even a new playlist, new headphones, whatever it is, it makes you so excited. So mm -hmm. I'm going to try some knee sleeves. Help yes. order. Well, I need we'll some knee you sleeves. Up. You don't need to we'll hook me up. Let, let me support. Let me support. <laughs> or if you want to okay, hook up, I don't you, care. You can support while the brand is no longer <laughs> is known as what it is now. Oh yeah, or, yeah. We'll wait. Our, we'll wait for the rebrand. Big launch. Yeah, wait for the rebrand. Okay. A good a good welcome package to the new brand. Oh, that's awesome. Well, how did you even get started in the business of finding, you know, manufacturers and distributors? We don't, we don't have to go super in depth. I'm interested. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, the listeners are as interested, Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah. Um, it is a huge, let me just be honest with you, pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Probably just yeah. a lot of networking and it's probably just yeah. mayhem. Yeah. And, and, you know, as, as organized as I try to be, you know, with, let's say just comparing an online business with a physical products business. Yes. I mean, now there's, there's so many people involved in what we do, but, but like, let's just say like creating content, it's like, I can plan it. I can shoot it myself. I can do, you know, I am the bottleneck. 
But when you're creating a, a real product, there's just so many more people involved. There's um, shortages, especially in the past couple of years, it's been yes. hard to get materials and there's been many shipping delays. So all of that is a huge learning curve. And luckily I've, I've always had a partner who um, is amazing. And that's my life partner too, my baby daddy. So um, it's, it's nice to have that support and, you know, be with someone, even if it's, you know, even if someone's looking for, you know, a business venture or a project, like I, I'm very lucky that I found someone who's, characteristics and skills were opposite of mine. So I love marketing. I love talking to people. I love helping people. Um, so I'm in front of the camera and he's very much so behind the camera and very much so on the logistics side and the system side. So that's um, a nice thing that I don't necessarily have to like hunt down my manufacturers or like be in day-to-day contact with them, whereas he is. Now I'm in, I am involved in every approval that happens with any of our businesses. Um, but it is nice that we've grown enough to where I don't have to be going to the manufacturer, um, in California, which is where one of our manufacturers are for, um, strong, strong supply. I used to go to all of those meetings and I'm just like, Oh man, like these people are so old school. Like, like they're, they're writing on paper to like get things done. I'm like, where's the computer system? (laughs) You know, um, so, you know, you just, it's, it's just a learning curve of understanding how other people work, how other people, people's businesses work and trying to do your best at managing expectations for yourself, for them and for your customers. So you don't, so you don't disappoint them because that's the last thing that you want to do. Yes. hundred percent. Disappointment is never fun. I think that's really cool that you and your husband are a dynamic duo, baby daddy, dynamic duo. That is awesome. How do you balance it all then? Being a mom, you're into fitness, trying to get your workouts in, also running businesses. How do you balance it all? Hmm. Well, I have, I do have some help. So it's not like I'm a one woman show anymore. Yeah. Although I've had times in my life where I was, Um, but yeah, I have a lot of support and I lean on people, which has been hard to you know, that's been hard to do because everybody, you know, it's not you. I can't just clone myself. So, you know, you have to trust the people that you bring into your life, whether that means trusting like the childcare options that I have, um, whether that means trusting my video editor um, to make sure that the work that they're doing is is up to par is what I want. Um, and so it's just like communicating with everyone and and trying to be a leader. And, you know, finding ways that I can best leverage what I'm good at and also best leverage what other people are good at. So it's it's all about, for me, it's all about creating systems. It's about having non-negotiables in my life, um, which I'm trying to work on doing. Like there are some things that I just noticed lately about my life. And it's like, if I don't do this, I'm fucked, <laughs> you know, like, okay. What so are your non-negotiables? I would say my non-negotiables, I'm saying, I would say like, I'm, they're coming to (laughs) me off the top of my head. I have them written down, like literally in front of me. Okay. Okay. So I need to be in bed by nine 30, 10 o'clock. I have to, otherwise I I'm telling you, I get sick. 
I literally get sick if I don't get enough sleep. (laughs) Is that because you wake Um, up early? Are you an early riser then? Yes. Yep. And that's because not that I want to be out early riser. It's because Emerald, my baby, is an early riser. So I got no choice in the matter. So yes, (laughs) I need to be non-negotiable, like be in bed by like 9, 30, 10. Um, I have to look at my schedule for the next day and plan it out. Like if I don't know what I'm doing basically every hour, then I'm not setting myself up for the most success. So I find that the night before, if I'm able to like plan my day out, so I know what to expect. And I, I also have an idea of what happens when something comes up and do I have a pocket of time to like deal with that sometime in my day? Um, what's my other non-negotiable? Oh, dude, I got a meal prep. I still, I still have fitness <laughs> non-negotiables too. Yeah, like yeah. I've got to, I've got to get those done. Um, I'm trying to get better about my work non-negotiables as far as like creating content. I feel like, you know, as much as I'd like to say, I have like so much support and systems around that. There's still not a pocket of time that's dedicated to it. And I try to schedule it when I can, but I wish every day I had like this space where, okay, get this done, get this looming thing. Like, you know, you want to share something with your audience, share something helpful. But um, every day I look at my phone, I'm like, what am I going to tell these people who <laughs> depend on me for, for advice? <laughs> what am I going to, what am I going to say to you guys? So that is still something where I need to figure out some sort of system or routine around, but yeah, my, the sleep the reviewing my day before and the meal prep. I just do it twice a week. Like it's not that, it's not that hard girl. Like what what do you do for, yeah. What do you do for meal prep? Um, it depends. I've, I'll look on TikTok and see what's going on. What kind of recipes people have that are (laughs) easy. And usually I'll just, um, make a meal for, Usually I'll make a meal for that night and then make sure I have like two, three, maybe four portions that I can have for the next couple of days. Um, so it's nothing special. Yeah, I, j- I just have a protein and some veggies, maybe some rice or like bonza pasta for extra protein, protein like a chickpea pasta. And I just repeat that over and over again until infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it simple. That's cool. Yes. I didn't, that's cool. You meal prep. Feel like that oh, helps yeah, I have to. Time. Yeah, I have to. Otherwise, I'll be right at that Chick Fil A girl. I'll be right in that line. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I feel like whenever my quote meal prep is, I always try to just make a little bit extra. Normally for the next day, right? Like if I'm cooking dinner or lunch, I'll make just a little bit extra rice, just a little bit extra chicken for the next day. But I, I kind of want to get on the meal prep train, but. Maybe someday. Yeah. Or do I need to cut the excuses? <laughs> well, hey, you got to figure out what works best for I feel like that's yeah, a good yeah, yeah. system at the very least. Yeah. My thing is I don't always have time to cook at night. Honestly, it's not even the cooking. It's the cleaning after the cooking. Okay, I just me, don't want to do it. I, I just hate, don't want to do it. I hate it. I hate cleaning. I oh. want nothing to do with this. So, <laughs> so if I can, it's it's almost like I meal prep for motivation so I don't have to clean another another time throughout the week. Um, so yeah, I just try to make it so that I'm doing as little work as possible and I don't meal prep for like the entire week. I just do it twice. So I, it's like, I'll make something for, um, and the weekends don't count. 
Yeah. For me, the weekends don't count. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm going out. I'm going out to eat. Okay, it's same. Yeah. You and me both. <laughs> but um, that was one of my non-negotiables that I kind of wrote down was basically Monday through Friday, close of business. Okay, not Friday night. We don't count Friday night in this. <laughs> Monday through Friday, close of business. I'm eating food at home. I'm not ordering out. I'm not, you know, I have some consistency with meals there. That way, you know, it's really just deciding that when I'm in that Chick-fil-A line, I think about, you know, I'd rather have a fun meal with my family, with my extended family, with my friends, with a cocktail, perhaps, maybe something that tastes better than Chick-fil-A as good as it is, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, so it's sort of just understanding, like, you know, if I have fitness goals and I still want to enjoy my life, how can I make, you know, the food is always going to be good, but I love great experiences. I love sharing food with my family. I love sharing food with people that I love and with a cocktail, obviously, as yeah. I mentioned. <laughs> so how can I, how can I best enjoy this experience rather than just ordering out and ordering takeout and getting it delivered from Uber Eats? And then it's like triple the price. And I'm just like, oh, I just watched this in front of TV. Like I just ate this in front of the TV. And like, was that really the experience that I wanted from this meal? No. <laughs> so anyway. Yes. You sound, you sound just like me. It's yes. like I'm talking to myself right now. No, same. <laughs> My husband and I are really big foodies as well. And so we, we love the experience, but it's, it's hard to hold out for sometimes the weekends, you know? So, you know, oh, yeah. every, every once in a while, Chick-fil-A is in the, in the car. It happens. It happens. Hey. Yeah. It's, it's part of it. I also a huge takeaway I'm going to take is that you said you plan your next day every out by every hour. I need to do be better at that. So taking that for some inspo, that's a, it's my takeaway. It's a good, I've also realized that's why I try to be in bed earlier because I, I don't actually get much work done late at night as much as I put the baby down and I think, oh, I have like, it's only 7.30. Like I could do some work. And I used to do that before I had a child, <laughs> but I'm just not as productive as I would be if I just woke up earlier. Um, so, you know, every time I think I have a schedule, her schedule changes. So that's yep. a thing that I have to navigate. But, but you know, I, I think just looking, using my PM work time as an opportunity to just set my next day up for a success rather than trying to cram work in that hour um, is what works is, has worked best for me. I love that big takeaway for me. So that's awesome. And yes, uh, kids are always a crazy whirlwind of, you never know what to expect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so fun. So yeah. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah. You've enjoyed being a mom so far. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So fun. How old is your little one? She is almost 15 months. Wow. Yeah. She's so cute. She's crazy. She's got her, she's got a little attitude now. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she rolled her eyes at me the other day. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like where'd you learn this? <laughs> Excuse me. She like, she, I don't think she knows how to roll her eyes, but she like looks up at me. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. So closing out the podcast, I'd love to ask you, I feel like as a personal trainer, there's a lot of kind of common questions 
we get a lot. I get in my DMs. I know you probably have gotten these a ton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you lose fat and build muscle at the same time? It's like one of the most common questions I feel like is always asked, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's so this this is called body recomp, body recomposition. Um, and I like to tell people there are four populations of people who can do this. I don't want to say easily because it's not easy, but who can recognize a body recomp at a quicker rate of progress. So if you're in this population, I guess you have something to look forward to. Um, but so people who have a lot of fat to lose, um, or if you're overweight, you might be able to see a body recomp a lot quicker if you weren't overweight. So new lifters, people who've never strength trained before, or detrainees, people who haven't strength trained six months or more. And then for people who are on anabolic steroids, <laughs> so I don't know much. I don't know much about the fourth population, um, but um, yeah, for the people in the other, uh, the other three, and I'm sure this would work for all four, <laughs> but um, if you find that you're in that population, then the biggest things that you need to focus on are a caloric deficit and a diet that's high in protein. So honestly, you could probably, if you've never done this before, you could probably just focus on getting more protein only and maybe not worry too much about the caloric deficit, depending on your experience. Um, and then you just need to prioritize strength training and repeat compound movements so that you get good at them and efficient at them and you're you're working what you need to be working. Do them over and over again. This might seem like a boring program, but you'll fall in love with the list, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need something that utilizes progressive overload. So any kind of beginner program will, will do you good there. And the point with like those outlining those four populations is that it's very likely that those four populations of people will start to see progress if they do those two things month to month, maybe even week to week, depending on where you are. So you'll start to notice a difference month to month. If you are not in those populations, if you're a natural lifter, who's, you know, you have a relatively lean body mass um, or lean body fat percentage. If you're not a new lifter or detrainee, if you're in the gym, you can still body recomp, but you're probably going to notice changes from year to year. And that's also assuming that you still have protein high and you're still on a program, probably at this point, an intermediate program that's utilizing that progressive overload. So it's a little more tricky because you can't just keep adding weight to the bar once you're not in those four populations. Um, but you can, it's just going to be a slower rate of progress and it's not going to be something that you're going to see month to month, like you did when you were a newbie. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's my body recomp kind of spiel. Um, And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No, that's fantastic. And I think you broke it down perfectly, especially highlighting the three people who can see results faster, because I know a lot of times people are like, oh, I used to see results and I feel like I hit a plateau. And that's another common thing of overcoming a plateau. How are you going to readjust that? It's a good job. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's like, I always like to say like, okay, if you're, you know, like basically the four populations are like super beginners or people using steroids, but um, if you're a super (laughs) beginner, it's like, you sort of do have those, that newbie gains phase to look forward to. And usually once you go through that newbie gains phase and you really, you start to get in a point where you have a habit created, you you have a routine. Hopefully you like the gym at that point where it's something, it's just part of who you are. And 
you can keep making progress once you have those routines in on point. Yeah. If people came to you, like when your clients come to you and say, Hey, I'm in a plateau, what kind of advice do you typically give them for that situation? Well, um, a lot of times it is the reality check of understanding your rate of progress now is going to be a lot slower than what it was. So it does depend on where they are in their strength journey, where they are in their like fitness journey as a whole. Um, and then it, it's, you, a lot of times you have people and I used to do this and I had to start to readdress how I reflected on my lifting sessions because in a strength session, I would think, oh my God, I'm so like, I just felt so weak during that session. What's going on? And then I made a rating system where I looked at my nutrition for the week or that day, my sleep the night prior, or my sleep as a whole for the week, my stress and my hydration. And honestly, like the caloric deficit, am I in a caloric deficit? If so, probably not going to feel great because it's not fun. <laughs> um, so looking at those factors that are going to affect how you feel on a session are going to make a big difference in how you reflect on your progress, how you reflect on how things are going. And then, you know, if you can sort of rate each session according to how those things are and how that session felt, and then look over time, um, like have your ratings been really low over time, then maybe you are in a plateau. Whereas like, it's super easy to just call call it, oh, I'm stuck in progress. I'm not making any more progress. And then you notice that like, oh, your last five sessions have felt great. Like your last, your last eight sessions out of the past 10 have felt great, but the past two have sucked. So like, you know, um, kind of understanding as a whole, it's really easy to have one or two bad sessions or a week of bad sessions. Just feel like, Ugh my life sucks. Um, yeah. but it, that may not be the case. It may just be your kind of, you know, your proximity bias to what just happened. So anyway, check in with those things and make sure that it's not just a hydration nutrition or maybe an overstimulus thing. Maybe training has just been a little too hard for you. Um, see how that's going. And then also understanding your key progress indicators. Like, do you actually have a reference of your progress or are you just going by feel? Are you keeping track of your body weight, body fat percentage, progress pictures, um, your habits? Are you keeping track of these things or are you just tired? You know, yeah. not to, I never try to like gaslight anyone and tell them like, oh, you're making progress, <laughs> you know, ignore their concerns, but mm -hmm. you won't really know if you're plateaued unless you've been keeping track of some key progress indicators over time. So you sort of have to, you want to go into this conversation of whether or not I'm in a true plateau with evidence that I'm in a true plateau. And then should you find out that you actually are, then there are a couple of things that you should consider. Maybe you want to consider gaining a little bit of weight or getting into a little bit of a caloric surplus or maintenance. If you've been cutting, um, maybe you need more sleep. Maybe you want to switch things up a little bit. Maybe you're just a little mentally drained from your training and need something that to look forward to a different goal. Maybe it's time you focus on a different strength goal. If you're already focused on strength, maybe you give yourself a little bit of an off season from whatever you're, you're focused on. Um, some of those strategies tend to help. And a lot of times, yeah, it's just like perception of 
my fatigue perception of my progress might be a little off and switching things up can help. Now, lots of people like to say, oh, you should always switch up your training every six weeks or every, um, every four months you should switch up your training. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend that because that's not always the answer. Like a blanket answer isn't always, you know, the case you're going to have the most success by getting really proficient at a handful of lifts so that you can best utilize those lifts to build muscle and gain strength and hopefully lose body fat. Um, so yeah, you don't always want to switch things up, but maybe switching up programming a little bit, maybe understanding what you want out of a full year, what you want out of a quarter. Um, that can be good. So anyway, sorry, that was a ramble. (laughs) No, that's helpful to someone. That is fantastic. Fantastic advice. I love that you broke down, you know, first, see, how are you feeling? Are you really just going based off how you feel? Are you monitoring these things? Are you actually checking in your progress? Are you just having a bad day? And you need to realize that, oh, you know, my nutrition and I'm a little bit sleepy. It's that time of month. It's just been a kind of an off week. Maybe I'm not in a plateau. I love that. Perfect. I think that is fantastic. We're going to end with one more question and I'll give you the rest of your day back. It's just, Mm -hmm. what is one thing you wish you knew or one thing you wish you would tell your younger self if you could now? Mm. Um, Honestly, I wish... If I, if I could understand how to better like organize all the things that I've learned and all the things that I've experienced in a way that like made sense (laughs) so that I could better connect my ideas and better, yeah, learn from things that happened to me or things that I experienced, I think that would be great. I, I feel like I'm just starting to learn now how to keep track of my thoughts, (laughs) which is crazy. And I feel like I'm, I'm starting to better understand how to learn (laughs) with better systems. Um, Cause there's been so many times where I've had an experience and I learned something, but then I try to recall that now. And I'm like, what did I learn? (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Like I I just ended up doing the same thing again. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get into better also with, with, um, sharing my education with people and sharing my experience as a coach, like, I wish I had a system where when someone came to me with a question, I could say, Oh, this is my client that I had four years ago and they went through this and this is what we did. So anyway, I'm right now I'm in a process of organizing my thoughts and my experiences like that. Um, and I wish that's something that I did a long time ago because I've helped so many people yeah. <laughs> that, that I wish I had an archive of all the people that all the questions to answers that I've, all the answers to questions that I've had in my yeah. life. I wish I had better organized those, but I'm starting to do that now. And you know, you live and you learn, Yeah, but yeah. So I don't know if that's helpful to anyone, but maybe, you know, for listeners who are on general fitness journey, maybe that's something that you can better, better keeping track of your progress and the things that you encounter in fitness and I don't know, having a training journal that's more than just sets and reps could potentially be helpful for people because when you do reach that plateau, you have more information to better connect why this is happening and how you can move forward. I love that. You just, you basically just want a little cheat sheet of your own brain, right? Yes. Man, that'd be nice. (laughs) I'm going to write that down and take that with me too. 
some people, I didn't come up with this idea. Some people call it a second brain. So I feel like that's something that I'm exploring now. It's, it's sort of like a, a digital version of your brain and you put it somewhere so that you can, you can better connect those ideas that you have. I think that's awesome. I've genuinely, genuinely enjoyed this conversation today. And it's been really fun to be able to connect and to be able to just talk to you. And I've learned so much. So thank you. And I hope everyone else has definitely learned everything from you. So if you want to go ahead, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. You guys can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Meg Squats, or just search Meg Squats anywhere. I'm on YouTube and Instagram, TikTok, and that's it really. So um, yeah, come check me out. Yes. Give her some love. Find her on Instagram or wherever. And just thank you so much for coming on. And everybody, we will talk to you next week for some more fun and games. Bye. You're listening to the fun and games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.